Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on the 18th of January, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, and the Hat Podcast with the latest Indiana farm news, markets, and weather is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up in the news, C.J. Miller reports from the Indiana Farm Bureau's state legislative forum held yesterday. Eric Pfeiffer talks soybean prices. Chief meteorologist Ryan Martin says rain is on the way and it should impact the entire state. And the markets were up yesterday. Analysis from Arlen Suderman soon here on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. How Indiana Farm Bureau is seeking out more money for several state ag agencies, and the Fort Wayne Farm Show is underway. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Seeking out more money for several state ag agencies is just one of Indiana Farm Bureau's policy priorities for 2023. I've heard some legislators joke that it's a lot easier to say no when there is no money. Um, And so the pickle they find themselves in is having a little extra. And that's Jeff Cummins with Indiana Farm Bureau talking about Indiana's $5 billion in budget reserves as your state lawmakers are working now on the state's new two-year budget. During Indiana Farm Bureau's Legislative Forum Tuesday in downtown Indianapolis, the organization says they're asking state lawmakers to increase funding for several Indiana ag agencies. State Fair, like many folks, ran into some higher costs because of COVID, inflation, supply chain. So we're supporting them in their effort to make continued improvements uh, at Purdue. It's research. It's county extension. Uh, it's the animal disease and diagnostic lab. We need improvements there to enhance performance um, and services for particularly those in the livestock sector. With uh, the State Department of Agriculture, they took a haircut in the 2021 budget and never got that back. So it's increased conservation funding, which we know is a great return on investment. Cummins also says Indiana Farm Bureau is also pushing for more funding for the Indiana Grain Buyers and Warehouse Licensing Agency. That's the agency that licenses and regulates grain warehouses around the state. So they need staff. um, And we know that there's a performance review coming out this year from that agency on their audit and licensing procedures. And so we want to make sure they have the resources to meet whatever standards or new enhancements that performance review might call for. He adds that Indiana Farm Bureau also recognizes the many different challenges to their funding requests. And so everybody's out rattling the tin cup, uh, and I don't mean that pejoratively, but there are a lot of requests. If I had to give it an overarching theme for this session, you know, workforce, education, and healthcare will be the dominant forces there. And so where do the dollars go? How do they find ways to fund all this while maintaining those reserves? It's 
important not to deplete that. Uh, lots of requests out there. We're going to do our due diligence with our partners to make sure we have the right data and good arguments for what our partners need and how we can help. Read more about Indiana Farm Bureau's 2023 legislative priorities at HoosierAgToday.com. Well, the Fort Wayne Farm Show kicked off yesterday at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. Eric Pfeiffer has more. Usually when we're talking farm show here, we're talking about crappy weather, at least one of the days, and and making it difficult to get here. But no such luck this time around, so I'm expecting it to be busy. That's Hoosier Ag Today Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin giving his Fort Wayne weather outlook for the next couple of days. Ryan wears many hats in addition to being our weather guy, including as a farmer origination specialist for Louis Dreyfus Company in Claypool. LDC is an Expo 3 of the Coliseum, and Ryan says he's already been getting questions about the markets following last week's USDA reports. The big question, though, should you be taking your beans to Claypool right now? Ryan says, most importantly... Price is pretty good, Eric. Honestly, 15 cents over the board right now still means we're printing a, a, almost a 15.30 a number in terms of cash. Uh, that's a good number. You can make money at 15.30 beans. Inputs are high, I know, but you can make money at 15.30 beans. But Ryan says the bigger question revolves around interest rates. Interest rates at this point are probably worth 8 to $0.09 cents a month. And when you look at the board structure right now, there is literally no carry from the... March contract and beans all the way out through the July. So the market is telling you through its carry, hey, there's no need to hold. And when you put that together with the interest rates, it really kind of hammers the point home. So is it the right time? Ryan believes it all comes down to your appetite for risk. What kind of storage that you have, what you need to charge yourself for interest, what the banker's charging you for interest, and all of those happy little ingredients. But right now is not a bad time to move beans. Honestly, later may not be a bad time to move beans, depending on your appetite for risk. Hear more with Ryan regarding his outlook on the markets in the full hat interview at HoosierAgToday.com. The Fort Wayne Farm Show runs until 8 p.m. tonight at the Coliseum. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. And I'm C.J. Miller. Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened-to farm radio network. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We should be dry here for your Wednesday, at least through a large chunk of the day. Still think we see a lot of clouds overall, and those clouds thicken up this afternoon ahead of our next round of precipitation, which will be in here near or shortly after sunset in the southwest Indiana, spreading northeast across the rest of the state through the overnight and through the first part of tomorrow. Now, the way this moisture is coming together, we could see the bulk of it done by mid-morning tomorrow. So done a little bit quicker as we dry slot immediately following the precipitation. I still think we're on track to see anywhere from a quarter to one and a quarter inches, 100% coverage across the state, probably a quarter and a half, three quarters up north, and we see those one inch plus totals if they're around in south and southwestern parts of the state. The balance of your Thursday features plenty of clouds and cold air starts to race in by midday and early afternoon. In that colder air, we won't rule out a little bit of sloppy wet snowflake action in northern tier counties. Let's say U.S. 24 northward before the end of the day on Thursday. But I don't think the snow amounts to a whole lot. Much colder then to finish the week and go through the weekend. I think we see clouds and occasional sun Friday. Partly sunny skies Saturday. Increasing clouds overnight Saturday night. And snow will be here on Sunday. Accumulations? Yeah, I think we see some. 
Liquid equivalent behind this is not very much, so maybe one to three or four inches, but still some accumulating snows in here on Sunday the 22nd. Monday the 23rd, we are chilly, but seeing a mix of clouds and sunshine, and we stay cold for most of the rest of next week with no precipitation beginning to end. So yeah, we're a little bit sloppy here at nearby this week, but after the snow on Sunday, we're going to string together a dry and cold scenario as we move toward the end of the month of January. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Corn, soybeans, and wheat open up the trading week, a shortened week, with a pop. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Farm Market Review. Brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Visit them in the North Wing at the National Farm Machinery Show, and they'll even give you a price list. Value, knowledge, performance, it's in their genetics. Settlements from Tuesday coming up. First market analysis, which I picked up from Arlen Suderman. Right at the end of Tuesday trade, Arlen with Stone X. Arlen, overnight markets down, but at the start of the session on Tuesday, it did appear that maybe there was a chance for a higher move. And then slowly but surely, we saw that across the board. Export inspections out and better than expectations in corn and soybeans. Was that a factor? Well, it certainly was a factor. I think there's a number of things, but the bottom line is um, we had bullish numbers from USDA on Thursday showing corn, soybean, and wheat stocks all tighter than what the market anticipated domestically and globally. And so we saw money come in, but that rally seemed to lack some conviction on Friday which was ahead of the three-day holiday weekend. Perhaps the trade was just being cautious ahead of the three-day holiday weekend. Um, and that's why we saw the weakness and that lack of follow-through overnight, Sunday night. But it didn't take long for Monday morning for when there was a lack of follow-through selling that that money came right back into those markets, first with corn and soybeans and then with wheat. And it was a pretty impressive day overall with corn and soybeans challenging the December 30 highs um, late in the session. So more steam then from USDA reporting on Thursday into Tuesday. Does it start to wane now? One of the things I can disagree with the money flow, but you never argue with it. And so we're going to be watching it. I think there's some risk particularly for soybeans with a massive Brazilian crop where the harvest is just kind of getting going now. Um, and even if you look at the Argentine drought, which has been kind of the focus of the market of late, South American soybean production as a whole is still going to be going up um, anywhere between 800 million and a billion bushels this year, depending on how the drought plays out, how the harvest actually plays out in Brazil, etc. So there's a lot of soybeans being produced down there. Um, but as long as the money flow is going higher, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with it until we show that weakness for corn. I, I think we still have a very tight situation, and that was really illustrated by USDA on Thursday. And even when we look at global wheat supplies among the major exporters quality milling wheat that's tight as well and we've still got a lot of problems uh, in the U.S. plains that the market's got to respect. It was an interesting day and I guess you could say impressive for corn, soybeans, wheat once you look at other markets as well, the outside markets, for example, crude oil down, the dollar up, the Dow extremely weak, gold down, but yet that money did flow, corn, soybeans, and wheat. Yeah, exactly right. And when you look at crude oil, it was challenging the top of a descending channel that it held since last June. And so I thought maybe it'd have the opportunity to break through it. But that's where the buying really started drying up. 
Still yet to be determined whether we can break through that level. And I think that's why we saw some weakness at, at midday is just um, the market wants to make sure it's got the, uh, the data to back up breaking through that downtrending channel. And how do things look in South America? Of course, we've been keeping a close eye on Argentine weather and the drought there. Yeah, there's some increased chances. The models have been slowly kind of moving toward a wetter bias as we get into the end of the month. That would fit with some indications that La Nina is finally dying. I think there's always skepticism about whether you can break a drought, how quickly you can break a drought, unless you get a, a strong system in that can really do it with some gusto, uh, because the dry air is hard to bring rain into. And uh, But that's what traders are watching, whether those those systems can actually penetrate Argentina and bring some showers in there as we get into the end of the month. Market analyst Arlen Suderman with StoneX and StoneX.com. On the Hat Tuesday Farm Market Review, a lower start for most of the grains and oil seeds, but a nice close. Up a dime and a quarter at the end for March corn, 6.85 and a quarter. May up nine cents, 6.82 and three quarters. July up eight and three quarters, 6.72 and a half. And even double digit pickup in in beans with March at 1539 and three quarters up 12 cents a dime and a quarter higher May contract 1537 and a half July 1533 and a half up eight and a half cents March wheat eight cents higher 751 and three quarters May 759 seven cents higher livestock was mixed with February live cattle 157 even down 72 Febline hogs down 20 at 78.45. Deferred contracts, though, all higher. April 88.12, up 85. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.